What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be, however you might be listening. Welcome to another episode of What's Up Tuscany, the podcast from Larno, where we will try to paint you a picture of our incredible, beautiful, puzzling region one story at a time, going always beyond the headlines, more in depth. Now that the temperature is rising and the suffocating heat is forcing everyone to come up with creative solutions to get a good night's sleep, we will move on to a sort of summer version too, something lighter, ready to be enjoyed on the beach, between a cocktail and a refreshing swim into our marble sea. Now, if you ever had a chance to come visit us and spend some time between Tuscans, you might have realized that even the simplest of conversations is able to spark a fair amount of deep digs, jokes that are most of the time pretty heavy-handed. That is, obviously, if you speak Italian, as most of my countrymen have a rather difficult relationship with the language of Shakespeare. If you were just hurt by some casual remark or had your sensibility shaken by a joke, don't take it personally, it actually comes with the territory. Tuscans have quite a reputation as not just being straight talkers, but very opinionated people that engage daily in the careless dispensation of little bits of knowledge with an added dose of vitriol on the house. It is part of our national spirit to view any conversation as a challenge on our character, our honor, and an invitation to turn it into a contest to prove that not only we're absolutely right, of course we are, we are Tuscans, but that our wit is unparalleled. Any opinion, even the most bland, elicits a very harsh reply, thought exclusively to hurt our opponent and leaving there, wondering how he got schooled so hard. Now, the fact that many people considered us just not very nice should come as a surprise to exactly no one. A Google search in Italian on the main characteristic of Tuscans reveal a not very sympathetic opinion of our neighbors. We are described as unpleasant, bad-mannered, crude, and mean. I can't be 100% sure about it, but the reaction of a typical Tuscan would come with a more than generous dose of four-letter words, the inevitable blasphemies, and the level of crudeness that is definitely impossible to reproduce here. It's not a problem, obviously. It's their fault. The foreigners. They should be aware of how things go around here. The sharp jab, the kind of one-liner that leaves you speechless, utterly defeated, is the holy grail of the average Tuscan the not-so-hidden objective of every conversation. In general, we're not particularly interested in what you have to say, as we've been provided with the most unshakable belief that what we think about anything is absolutely right, we just wouldn't people to agree with us. If you keep thinking silly stuff like, I don't know, that Lambrusco is better than Chianti, well, you just ask to be put back in your place. The joke will be corrosive, dripping venom from every pore, but not so mean-spirited to start an actual fight. It takes years to master such a complicated art. Not everyone is able to do that on the spot on any occasion. To scale the complicated ladder of any group of Tuscans, you have to demonstrate daily your quick wit. You're not looking for a laugh, that is welcome but optional. You need to destroy your opponent, annihilate him and force him to admit defeat. After all, we're a warrior race, our skills honed by centuries of constant warfare and hate underestimate us at your own peril. 
Winning is not important, it's the only thing that matters. This has been our national motto at least since the fall of the Roman Empire. Now, when it comes to achieve such a feat, good taste and manners are quickly put aside. It's a lot easier to make fun of your opponent's body or use one of the many very vulgar jokes that abound here. The average Tuscan doesn't think their crude has become accustomed to vulgarity from his childhood, it's literally everywhere. Now blasphemy is luckily more and more frowned upon, but the rest is fair game. Having a simple conversation without using rude words, it's almost impossible. Discerning foreigners come up with the impression that we are all uneducated hillbillies, but education has nothing to do with it. You may have five PhDs and still come up with absolutely tasteless jokes to drive your point home. May not be classy, but it works. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. While we say to each other that we are the funniest bunch of people around, other Italians have come to resent us little by little. Our brand of humor isn't to everyone's taste, as our patient to make fun of everyone in the meanest possible way. Those that have born and raised here, they know well that our penchant for vulgarity is just a facade, a way to show everyone that we're all the same, blending our community. A big no-no in Tuscany is to show off your culture by talking without an accent or behaving differently. Showing off a brand new sports car on an expensive watch is fine. You will be mocked mercilessly for days, but you should have known better. But talking properly is inexcusable. I have worked for years in Italian national broadcast media, something that was made possible by the fact that I don't have a heavy regional accent. It's still recognizable here and there, much to my own despair, but it's not as thick as to stop me from working. My old friends weren't too keen on this. They thought that I was trying to show off. You're not in front of a microphone, don't get too big for your britches, they said. It wasn't about that at all. To be honest, I never really liked the way we talk around here. I've always found the accent, our dialect, a bit naff. The real imposition, as far as I'm concerned, was to try to fit in, laugh at the ridiculously crude jokes of my friends and avoid showing how horrified I was. While they thought they were just hilarious. I could never admit it. Up until 30 years ago, things were different. We used to be considered funny, witty. People around Italy didn't roll their eyes when we tried to make fun of everything. Our faint cynicism was considered maybe not charming, but would make people crack a smile here and there. Things are very different these days. Our sometimes coarse behavior is more and more frowned upon. Our accent, the way we talk, is grating to many Italians. What happened? Well, we started to dominate Italian media, and this made us insufferable. Mind you, it wasn't the upper class Tuscanity of writers and journalists like Curcio Malaparte or Indro Montanelli, but the more easily digestible version, that over-the-top, hyperactive, a bit manic comedy made popular by comedians like Roberto Benigni. Back in the 1970s, before his brand of comedy became ubiquitous, many were experimenting with different forms of comedy, borrowing heavily from British and American sources. Physical, slapstick comedy, nonsense, subtle and more highbrow ways to make people laugh were becoming more popular. When Benigni and his followers became successful, those experiments were quickly cast aside. The most basic features were accentuated, creating a caricature of what people thought of us, a sort of super Tuscan that became ubiquitous. You may have been aware of it, even if you don't speak Italian. It came front and center of one of the world's most prestigious stages back in March 1999. You may remember the reaction of Roberto Benigni when Sofia Loren announced that he had won the Oscar for his definitely overrated movie Life is Beautiful. 
He jumped on the seat of the Dorothy Chandel Pavilion in Los Angeles, climbing on top of Steven Spielberg, jumped around like a maniac, speaking broken English and cracking improbable jokes and Dante's citations that fell very flat. People were laughing, but some of us in Tuscany were absolutely mortified. I've never been as ashamed to come from Tuscany as on that night. He wasn't funny, carefree, spontaneous as he thought, he was just obnoxious, manic, a fish out of the water. I seriously considered applying to have my status as Tuscan removed. The effective success had on our region has been devastating. The worst stereotypes about our region were being constantly promoted everywhere in Italy, carried by forgettable but very popular comedies from directors like Leonardo Pieraccioni. They always painted Tuscany like a charming little village filled with good-natured but a bit crass characters, funny in a crude, down-to-earth manner, picturesque, surely, but in the long run very obnoxious. Niccolò Caradori, a journalist from Leghorn who writes on Vice Italy, called it toxic Tuscanity, a blend of extreme and unrequited sincerity, aggressive directness, a general dislike for authorities and conventions, a general impudence that for many of us is inextricably linked to the ideal of the good Tuscan. A simple, genuine person, so folks see that he always speaks his mind without thinking about consequences. And if it comes with extra profanities, who cares? Damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead! You may think that this is a hyperbole, that in no way characters played by actors on the telly had an effect on society at large. Well, you're wrong. It was a sort of free-for-all moment. It serves as an out-of-jail card to be used whenever we please to justify their crudeness. If they are successful by being so over the top, I can do it too. Everyone else is, why should I try to be better? The floodgates opened. In a controversial article published a few months ago, Caradori doesn't mince any words. Our unbound passion for celebrating our centuries-old tradition would be a way to exercise one of our deepest fears, the fact that no one really cares about us. The fact that most Tuscans believe wholeheartedly to be better than anyone else would serve to externalize our fear that we are as provincial and irrelevant as many say that we are being left behind in this constantly changing world. Celebrating the times when our dialect, not English, was the lingua franca of international commerce, when people thought and traded using Florentine Florence, when the immense wealth brought to this land allowed the creation of those timeless masterpieces still famous to this day, would be a way to come to terms with the fact that this past will never come back and that we will continue to drift lazily towards irrelevance. Caradori says that we are like those insufferable cousins that spoil everyone's Christmas party just because they seek attention. Now, he goes even further by saying that Tuscany embodies everything that is wrong with Italy, that our navish behavior, our egocentrism, the fact that we're stuck in the past, our unjustified haughtiness is keeping the country from evolving. Now, it's just exaggerating, but it's not completely wrong. Stefano Cecchi from La Nazione retorted by saying that despite all its flaws, being Tuscan is a great way to live. The fact that we never accept reality as it is, but we always challenge preconceived notions is a blessing, not a curse, especially in a society that is more and more afraid to stray beyond the confines of groupthink. It may sound right, but it doesn't give an answer to the most pressing question. What does it mean to be a Tuscan? I've been looking for an answer since forever and still haven't managed to come up with a pithy definition. Sure, we Tuscans have a problem in maintaining boundaries, are sometimes crude, we are definitely obsessed with localism, and our sense of humor is quite crass. 
We're proudly provincial, hiding in our little corner of the world, marveling at the landscape while uh, feigning cynicism and arrogance to mask our insecurities. It can happen that we say stuff that makes people uncomfortable, but we rarely mean to do it. No matter how the economy goes down the drain, how reality becomes more and more depressing, we still feel like we're better than anyone else. I mean, look at our history, the art, the beauty, Tuscany überalles. You may laugh about our silly local squabbles, our passion for any sort of horse races, historic celebrations, but they are part of that elusive Toscanity that makes us a nation. If you ask any of us, we will have to admit that we feel Tuscans only when we are abroad. When you're here, you don't even know what being Tuscan means. When I was abroad and people said I come from Pisa, I was quite offended by it. No way, I come from Pontedera and I'm proud of it. And then I started talking about my hometown and what makes it special. We pride ourselves as being the birthplace of the Italian language and that's just a fact, but how can you explain the fact that no one talks like us? There are many words we use only in Tuscany, other Italians barely understand what they mean. We used to be very different, up until a few centuries ago we were at the forefront of Western civilization. You may or may not be aware of it, but one of the most misunderstood and revolutionary parts of the US Declaration of Independence, Life, Liberty and the Pursuit of Happiness, was the brainchild of a special Tuscan, Filippo Mazzei. Tuscany was the first country in the world to formally abolish the death penalty back in 1786. We may not be the economic and cultural powerhouse we once were, but many of us are still able to make a difference. Not from here, regrettably, we have to move somewhere else, but we're still able to change the world. We travel everywhere only to come back home, some to enjoy retirement, others to reinvent themselves. Visitors and tourists makes us feel proud of ourselves, but secretly we'd rather be left alone. Tuscany is ours, foreigners will never be able to understand it and cherish it like we do. We're easily riled, spend hours complaining about everything going down the drain, but when push comes to shove, we hate change. We're gruff, contrarians, but we're also lazy. We're the unworthy heirs of generations upon generations of geniuses that turn the harsh land of forests and swamps into an incredible collection of handmade landscapes. We're standing on the shoulders of giants oppressed by the weight of three millennia of history. Individually, we're rather good people, some quite admirable, but as a whole, we bring out the worst in each other. With all our contradictions and hypocrisies, we're quite unique. I could never imagine a world without Tuscany and its people. Every time I move abroad, I become nostalgic and think about my little house in the hills, far away from everything. I fantasize about my balcony overlooking the village, the sound of the church bells, the evening breeze. When I come back, I realize that those bells are freaking loud that the internet here seems to be stuck in 1996, that mobile service is atrocious and that once you've gone through your books, there's nothing to do in the evening. And you start dreaming about living again, reinventing yourselves under different stars just to rediscover the pleasure of coming home once in a while. In the end, we wouldn't have it any other way. So what is your take? Are we funny or just mean? Let us know by joining the conversation on our social media accounts, which you'll find in the description below. If you like what we do, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so that you don't miss a single episode. I'm your host, Luca Bocci, and I'll see you next Friday for another episode of What's Up Tuscany, the podcast from Larno, where we try to figure out what it really means to be a Tuscan one story at a time. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.